You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. My, what a, what a sweet presence this morning. Amen. I'm glad that when I come to church, I feel the presence of the Lord. If not, I'd stay home. Amen. Gas is too high. I don't know if you've been to the pumps lately, but gas is too high. It'd be a waste of time. It'd be a waste of gas. But, hey, it's not like that at Faith Worship Center. I'm glad that when I come to God's house, I feel His presence. And uh, I tell you, there is freedom in His presence. And uh, God is just so, so good to us. And again, we thank you so much for being here, home folk and visitors. And it's just an honor to be in service with you today. Grab your Bibles and let's turn to the great book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter number 55. Isaiah chapter number 55, we're only going to read the first three verses and uh, then we'll pray and let you be seated. It's hard to cut into this chapter, it's a great, great chapter, and, uh, but we're going to try to just to stick with the basics of one through three this morning. The prophet Isaiah would write this, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye by and eat. Ye come by wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear to me, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. This is a person-to-person call right here. This is not a general call. It's a person-to-person call. The voice of the Holy Spirit is saying, Come. He's saying, come to Jesus this morning. Faith Worship Center, this church will never get tired of preaching a simple salvation message. Because God has spoke a word to us years ago, and it's coming to pass even right now, that we will stand at the doorpost of hell, spiritually speaking, and tell people they don't got to go there. And because of that, he followed it up with this, that we will see a harvest of souls. Like we've not ever seen. Look around because you're seeing it come to pass at this hour. But today again is no different than any other time. We stand at the doorpost of hell. You don't got to live the life that you're living. If you're watching live today, you don't got to live in ruins and a sinful life anymore. Jesus said come. It's whosoever will. And I want to say this today before we pray, and we're going to get seated. If he can save me and change me, he don't got no problem with you. And I don't know you, I don't know all your situations. He don't got no problem with you. If God can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Praise the Lord. Bow your heads and your hearts. Father, again, we're grateful for this honor and this privilege to be in your house, God, to preach this wonderful word. God, my prayer today, Lord, is that you would walk the aisles, Lord, and the first one here that don't know you, first one watching live that don't know you, 
God tapped them on the shoulder this morning. Tapped them on the shoulder this morning. God, this life is nothing but a vapor. Is what your word tells us. And Lord, we know that we're nobody is guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed another hour. But God, that day today, today is the day of salvation. And I ask you, God, to anoint me today. Fill me with your spirit to proclaim this word of truth. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a song that I mentioned it not too long ago, but it's still in my heart today. I'm not singing it for you today. The simple words that says, here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up, Lord. Would you come and quench the thirsting of my soul? Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Here's my cup, fill it up and make it whole. Mankind has a thirsting in his soul. There's a thirsting inside each and every one of us, and there's only one way, and Jesus is the one that fills that up. Let me, let me stop before I get too ahead of myself. Let me begin by saying this. this. This text here in Isaiah, as the prophet Isaiah would write, he starts off with the word whole, which actually means a very special announcement. And this announcement, as I said a moment ago, is to anybody and everybody. And he is writing that it is actually to the Jew and to the Gentile uh, 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 both. It's an announcement for whosoever will because anyone and everyone can be saved and changed from anything and everything. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what you did, what you didn't do. Anybody and everybody can be saved from anything and everything. And I want you to know today, if you don't get anything out of what i got to say today, especially if you're watching live, Jesus loves you this morning. He loves you this morning. There is nothing that He won't do for you. Amen. I'm thankful that this call is not just for a certain class of people. This call is not for, uh, the, uh, for, for certain types of people. You know, we got in our country today, we are so divided. They are trying to force a critical race theory down the throats of America today. And we are divided upon race. We're divided on political parties. We are even divided upon religion. We are divided upon genders. And it's a shame because that is not God's plan for people to be divided. But it's a work of the devil as he does, deceives each and every one. And he has actually even deceived the church even as we speak. For all, and this we ever, and it is sad that anybody that begins to stand up and proclaim, and and what uh, anybody that stands up for what is right and for what is true is considered nothing more than haters. What is wrong with our society when people stand up for what is right is considered people that hate? My, that is sad. And my question is this. My question is this, not this church, but I'm speaking as a church world as a whole. Where is the church? Where is the church? Wake up, church. Take up your part in the community. Vote for what is right. You know, it's a shame when people don't believe in voting. 
They don't believe in getting involved. Well, let me tell you something. That is not being a light. Because if you are truly the light of the world, you will have no problem for standing up for what is right. Making your mark on a paper for what is right. You, there is something wrong when people are ashamed to stand up for what is right. It's time that the church quit having our pet blessing days. Yeah, they're lining up on the street corners to go because there's announcement on the church sign. Pet blessing day, so-and-so day. Bring your pet. We're going to bless your pet. I'm not making jokes today. I wish I was, but I'm not making jokes today. It's time that the church quit having their get-rich revivals. It's time that the church quits following the Pope. It's time that people... uh, uh, you know, quit keeping uh, ourselves inside the four walls and begin to and, and thinking that everything's going to be all right and try to blind ourselves from what's going on in our society. No, there's something wrong with that. We in the church is again has been so afraid of hurting someone else's feelings. And I find something there that's a little bit backwards. Because we, we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. By telling them a truth. But when you look at the flip side of that coin, the church is the only Christian, the Christian army is the only army that puts their own out of their misery. There is people out there that won't even give their heart to the Lord. They won't surrender everything to God because at one time they were hurt in church. And because of that, they don't give God a no time for nothing. The church is at fault, and it's sad. I remember one time witnessing to a guy, and he told me that he was invited to a church, a local church around here, and he said, I was at a bad time in my life, and some people invited me to come. And I figured, well, you know what? There's can't hurt nothing just to go to church. He said, but I had a real tight work schedule. And it's all I could do to, to make it there. I left work, and I went to church, and I was a few minutes late. They were still singing songs. He said, I left from work, and I didn't have time to go home, and Clean up and change my clothes. He said, I had work clothes on, but I wasn't filthy. I wasn't greasy. He said, didn't think I stunk too bad. So I went in, I slipped in, and I sat on the back row. He said, I didn't look at my watch, but I know I wasn't there five minutes. Two gentlemen come, escorted me out the back and said, if you don't mind, go home and you find something a little bit more appropriate to wear to church, come back and worship with us. Guess how many times he went back to that church? Guess how many times he's been back to church since then? That's sad. That is sad when the, when the Christian army, again, is the only one that puts their own out of their misery. But my goodness, it's time that the church wake up and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel because you know what? You must 
be born again. You must be born again. It is time that the church gets back to the basics of preaching the, the, the cross and the fact that we must repent and return from our wicked, wicked ways. It's time that we wake up and preach, Seek ye the Lord while he still may be found. My goodness. Why? Why must we do this? Because people are out there are thirsty. Mankind, again, as I said a moment ago, they only they have a physical thirst. They have a spiritual thirst as well. And this spiritual thirst started because of the fall of man. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden as they were lied to by the devil as he told them that you shall not surely die. Because God said you can have anything in the garden that you want. Except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve, you don't need to know anything. I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know. And the serpent begins to deceive Eve. And you shall not surely die. Your eyes will be open and you will become as God. He lied and he deceived. And because of that, as sin entered to the world, there is a thirsting in the soul of everyone. A thirst in the soul that only Jesus can fill up. Only Jesus can satisfy the thirsting of the soul. Satan attempts to satisfy this thirst with money with power, with greed, with immorality, with alcohol, with drugs, with places, with position. And all of this leads to empty nothing but only one thing and one person. That is Jesus Christ. That's why he said in John chapter 4, verses 13 and 14, he told the woman at the well, whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, they shall never thirst again. And But the water that I give him shall be in him a well of springing water that up in to everlasting life. My goodness, this is the only thing that will thirst or quench the thirsting of the soul. Isaiah says, come ye to the waters. Come to Jesus. He is the water of life. You see, salvation, folks, it's not a philosophy. It's not a creed. It's not a dogma. It's not a theory. Nor is it a church. It's not a membership. It's not nothing that you can do. It is everything about exhibiting faith into the person of Jesus Christ because He is salvation. He is the only way. He's the narrow way. He is the only way that there is to God the Father Himself. Jesus Christ, He paid it all. Isaiah says this. Two classes of people are invited to come. Those who are thirsty and those who have no money. Now, the first one covers the entirety of mankind because as I said a moment ago, we're born with a spiritual thirst until we know Jesus. The second one also covers the entirety of mankind because money is a figure of speech for merit. Because this salvation cannot be earned. It's a free gift from God. It's free. 
This salvation is something that's free. It cannot be earned. It can't, a grace of God is free. And you, well, you know what? We, none of us deserve the grace of God, but this is free. He said, let them come that's thirsty and them that have no money. So therefore, if we're not talking about money, how do we purchase the things that we need? He says, come. Those that have no money, let them come and let them buy. It's simple. How do we get it? Because God's asking for your heart. He's asking for your heart today. He's asking for you to give Him your heart. You see, justification is by faith and by faith alone. i, I got to explain this a minute. Nothing new. But I don't ever want to take for granted that everybody understands what justification by faith is. I'm thankful for the justification by faith. Because it's an illegal standing. That lasts for eternity as long as your faith remains in Christ. Because the moment that you say yes to Jesus, God, I'm a sinner. I'm so sorry for the things I've done, for the way that I've lived. At that moment, when you exhibit faith into the person and the work of Christ, the Holy Spirit takes you baptizes you, not water baptism, because salvation has never been by water baptism. He takes you and baptizes you, look, check me up in Romans chapter 6, into the person of Christ. Why that? Because the, the baptism into the person of Christ is the only thing that breaks the power of the sin nature. The nature that you and I were born with because we're from the loins of Adam. The moment that that happens, we are baptized into the person of Christ. The power of sin is broken in our life. We are placed in Him. At that time that we are placed in Him, the blood of Jesus has covered our sins. And when God looks down at you and I, He sees the blood of Christ because it has been poured out upon us. We have been placed in Christ. It is a union between me and Christ. I am in Him. His blood has covered my sin. And when God looks down, He says, Justified, not guilty, just as if I had never sinned. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. I'm justified today. I'm saved. And there ain't no money can buy it. Nothing or no one can take it away from me. It's something that God has given me. It's something that I have received by faith. And my God, it will last to eternity as long as my faith remains. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, are you thankful for justification? My God. I'm thankful that I'm saved. My name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. He said, the moment that we are placed into the person of Christ, He not only takes that, He not only breaks the power of sin, but as He takes the sin nature and has the sin nature handcuffs Him, He don't got no power. He don't got no authority. He implants, Peter calls it like this, the divine nature on the inside of us. Because now I have a desire that I want to do things that are pleasing to God. And not only along with these desires to please God comes the law of God written upon the fleshly tables of my heart. When the Holy Spirit says... You don't need to hang around with that person anymore, that crowd. 
You don't need to continue watching something like that anymore. You see, he'll change what you listen to on the radio. He'll change the way you talk. Does it happen overnight? Not always. Because guess what? He's still working on Brian. He's still working on Brian. But what I want you to understand is those that are truly justified by faith, those that truly have put their faith in Christ and what He did for them upon the cross, and this change has truly taken place, you will hate your formal lifestyle. I have a problem with people. I have a problem when people claim to be saved and there's no fruit to prove it. I'm not judging. I'm just inspecting fruit. I'm just inspecting fruit. When there is no change in their lifestyle, when you look at that person and somebody else that's living in the world that claims to be living in the world and somebody else that claims to be a Christian and there is no difference, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. My, I, you know what? I, a guy told me the other day, well, we're all sinners. Well, I have a problem with that too. He said, now hang on a minute. Well, there wasn't but one that walked this earth as perfect. And I said, I agree with that. I don't disagree with you there. And I'm not claiming to be perfect. But the Bible does say that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things passed away. All, new, all things have become new. There's got to be a change. There's got to be a difference. It, it, there's things in my life that still need to be changed. But I'm not one. I don't want to be considered a sinner because that's one that is all right with sin, that loves sin, and continues to produce sin and live a sinful lifestyle. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be classified as that person. No, I want to be a new person, a new creation in Christ Jesus. That old things have passed away, and he's working on some new things, even right now even to this hour I'm thankful for that he said he'd give us a new heart he put his spirit within us God will put his spirit within us this is what justification by faith and all this does all of this does is quench the thirsting of the soul Isaiah says come him that thirst, come. Let them come. Let them come unto me. Come unto me. That is the answer for the dilemma of mankind. That's the answer for our problems in society. That's the answer for America. That's the problem with our government. That's the answer for the government. They just need to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. He says, verse number 2, he says, To hearken diligently unto me. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mankind does not want to listen to the voice of the Spirit. They don't want to listen to the voice of the Spirit. You see, the problem is, well, because that mankind has partaken of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we think we know everything. We just think we know everything. And there's a problem. Because as Satan has lied to them about the knowledge of good and evil and we think we know everything, the problem is we need to listen to the voice of the Lord. This verse is telling us to partake of everything that is of Christ. He goes on to write in verse number 3. He says, Holy Spirit through Isaiah would write another invitation. He said, incline your ear and come unto me. Hear 
and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Again, another invitation to come. Another invitation to come. Come to Jesus. Not a church. Not a denomination. Not a certain group. He said, come unto me. He said, come unto me. Anyone who partakes of the water of life, here's a promise that you have. God will make a covenant with you that is everlasting. It is a covenant that is everlasting. That's what this verse is telling us. This covenant is called the sure mercies of David because it is a new covenant. It is the new covenant. Now, there's a lot of difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. I'm thankful for the new covenant. I don't live under the old covenant. It's not my covenant. I'm not held to the old covenant. But God said if I would come to him, that he would make an everlasting covenant with me. And this covenant, first of all, a covenant we know is a contract between two individuals. In the Old Testament, they would take and they would take a sacrifice, split it in half, and they would pass through the blood, pass through one half on one side, one half on the other side, and they would pass through. God and man would pass through to make this covenant. That's what covenant is. It is a, it is a contract between God and man, being the both parties. But the problem is man couldn't hold up to his end of the deal. He broke the law. He broke the covenant. And the penalty for breaking that law was death. The penalty for that was if you broke any part of the law. Any part of the law. If you could keep nine of the ten, you still broke it all. But the new covenant is somewhat different because it is still a covenant between God and man. But the difference is, God is doing birth part, both parts. Because Jesus come down as a man, incarnated as a man. He was very much man, but yet he was very much God. And he split the covenant. He made the covenant by pouring out his blood upon the cross. And therefore, that's why he can say, whosoever will, let them come. Let them come and drink. Let them come and drink of the water of life because I'll give you a water, a well within you that will spring up into everlasting life. This covenant is a sure covenant. It's an everlasting covenant from now until eternity. And God only asks one thing, and that is your faith. That is your faith. I'm glad that this covenant, it didn't include me in part of making it. Jesus took my place as the man. He took my place as a man. It is a covenant between God and man. But God, again, He plays both parts because Jesus was God and He was man. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. Isaiah, we didn't read it. He goes on through the rest of this. He says, God, He said, Seek you the Lord in verse number 6 while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. When he says to seek him while he may be found, it implies that there's a time when 
God may not be found. When God may not be found. There is something. The devil is good at one thing. That's convincing people that they have a more convenient time to accept the Lord. See, the truth is, none of us are guaranteed another day, another hour, another breath. You're you're not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed that you'll have time to call upon the Lord at the last moment. And now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. He goes on, he says in verse number 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts, and my goodness, that is so important because here's the thing. God's thoughts are not our thoughts, but here's what God will give you. A portion of God's knowledge He has given us, and it's right here. Right here. This is the guideline for everything that we do and everything that we believe. Right here. Right here. He has given us this. It is so much higher than what we are and what we can be. And he says that as for as the rain come, I know I didn't read this, but I've got to, I've got to go to these. He said, as the rain cometh down and the and shadow from heaven and returneth not thither, but water watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, and it may give seed to the sower and bread to the either. So shall my word be goeth goeth forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return into me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherein I sent it. You know, when rain falls from the sky, and I had none in a while, but we could use rain. When rain falls from the sky, it don't never go back up. It absorbs into the ground to do its intended purpose. So does God's word. When it goes forth, it don't return void. It does its intended purpose. When the truth goes out, it's intended to pierce the heart of the individual and do its intended purpose. Very important that we understand that. God's word is so powerful. As the scripture says, powerful than a two-edged sword. It's so important. It's so important. I'm thankful that I know him today. I'm thankful that God is a God that his arms are always, they're always open wide. His arms are always there to welcome each and every one for anybody, everybody to come. Anybody and everybody to come. And you know what? As the church, you and I as an individual that knows what it's like to partake of the water of life, it is our job to tell somebody else. To tell somebody else. A simple word. A simple word. You don't got to quote 25 scriptures to somebody sitting there trying to witness to them. Visiting with a man this week, and I don't mean this bad, but he's one of the most of the church that done right off. They done kick him to the curb. And I walked up to him and I said, Man, I got to tell you something. It might not mean a thing coming from me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. He said, What's that? He's his family's in a mess. He's in a mess. I said, man, I'm praying for you. 
He said, you don't got no idea what that means. And I have been. He's been on my heart heavy. Been on my heart heavy. And he said, I don't got nobody praying for me. I said, no, you can't say that no more. But I'm going to pray for you. His life is ripped plumb apart right now. He needs to come to the water. He needs to come to Jesus. We're praying about that. Asking God to give me that when I asking God to change him, to help him, to help him. But it's your job, it's our job to spread and to shed the light. To shed the light. Would you stand with me this morning? I want the singers and musicians to come. You bow your heads and your hearts at this time. Father, we thank you again for this word that you've given us. God, I feel like I've done what you've called me to do, what you've asked me to do, and I rely upon your help to do the rest. I ask you, God, to continue to move upon every heart of every person. God, it's the time of the service to where everyone, we examine ourselves. God, we look at our own lives to, to see and to make sure. And God, it's a time where we're honest, not with anybody else, but with ourselves and with you. Of whether or not, God, we know you. Whether or not that we've allowed you to come and quench the thirsting of our soul. And I ask you, God, I ask you, God, God, the Holy Spirit, knock upon the door of the hearts of you people today. Oh, you said if you'll knock, they'll just open up, you'll come in. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I've asked them to sing this song. I want you to sing it. Listen to the words. Just worship a moment, please. He's not mad yes. at you. No, he's not disappointed. His grace is greater still than all your wrong choices. And he is full of mercy. He is ever kind. Think about it this morning.
different story and shattering your darkness. That's right. And pushing yes. through the lies. How tenderly he calls you. His arms are open wide. Yeah. please across the building I want to make a simple statement this morning everything in life may be going your way living the American dream I don't know your situation or things may not be alright I don't know but I can tell you this morning that if you don't know Jesus, there's nothing right in your life. But if you know Jesus, no matter what else is wrong in your life, if you know Him, everything's right. Everything's right. I don't know where you stand with God. That's between you and Him today. But I'm going to give a simple invitation this morning. You're here and you don't know Him. You're not sure. Would you slip your hand up and right back down? I'm going to pray with you. I call you out and I embarrass you. Thank you, Lord, for these. Thank you, Lord, for this hand. Would you slip your hand up and right back down? Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for this hand. I just want to make sure that I'm all right with God. I realize that I'm not guaranteed another day, another hour. Would you slip your hand up and right back down? I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. God will meet you right where you're at. He'll meet you right where you're at. You can come as you are. You can come as you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for these hands. Thank you, Lord, for these hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray together again as a church as we usually do. And I, please understand me. If you say these words and, and you don't mean them from the heart, it won't mean nothing. But if you believe in your heart, the Bible says that the grace of God will save you. The grace of God will save you. Shall we pray together this morning, every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's just pray and leave nobody out, Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for the way I've lived and the things I've done. 
I'm sorry. The life that I have lived. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that His blood covers my sin. And I ask you right now, be the Lord and Savior of my life. Change me. Help me from this day forward. I believe that my name is written down. And heaven is my home, my eternal home. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, God, for those that have called out to you today. And I ask you, God, to reach down and continue, Lord, to help them from this day forward. God, for we know that we can do nothing without you. But, God, we know that you are that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And I ask you, God, to continue, Lord, to draw us closer to you. God, continue to quench the thirsting of our soul. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, can we give him a hand clap of praise? Thank you, Lord. If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.